All right, everybody. Somebody go ahead and start the music. to the Prof. JC Leadership Podcast, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. And I'm so grateful you joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. The professor is in. I want to end this weekend by talking about the beauty and sadness of systems thinking. The beauty and sadness of systems thinking. And here's where this is coming from. It all starts last week with the massacre that took place in Uvalde, Texas. And it seems like every time I, I update my browser on this community, it's like it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. It's a very sad situation, very tragic, very sad situation. So when it first happened uh, last week, I went into my classroom of students and I said, hey, let's, let's talk about this from a leadership perspective. I teach graduate leadership in a graduate leadership program in the Master of Arts of Leadership program at Point Loma Nazarene University. And so we have these amazing students uh, they're like me, they're fighters, they're scrappy, strong, strong-willed, but they're a great class, incredibly great, great class. And so I said, hey, can we go here? Can we talk about this? It's heavy on my mind. I said, yeah, sure, let's talk about it. Then before that, we talked about this idea of systems thinking, okay? And I gave them the, the example. I wanted to do this before we jumped into Uvalde. I gave them the example of, let's say a little girl walks into our classroom. I showed a silhouette of a little girl on the on the. Uh, on the on the PowerPoint, and I said, let's say she walks into our classroom and she looks at all of us and she says, hey, I'm poor and I don't need poor anymore. What do we do from a systems perspective? Before that, I talked about what systems thinking is, right? And so we looked at it from two perspectives. Some people said, well, we can't really do anything until we figure out what's going on with the family. Other people said, well, if your family isn't doing well or if they start doing well over time, but then they're in a negative community, then that's not going to really help either, right? So when we talk about this idea of systems thinking, okay, and we talk about poverty, we went to the family, then we went to the community, we went to the city, went to the state, went to the federal level. And here's what happened. I'm, I'm going to make this long story short because we actually stayed here for a little while to figure out, do we do top-down solutions? So do we start at the federal government or do we do bottom-up solutions? And then somebody, again, this is what I love about facilitation and collaboration. Somebody in the class pointed out, wait a minute, the philosophy, the guiding philosophy, the guiding principle, the guiding foundation, it's in the DNA, right, of the United States of America is capitalism. And 
while this sounds like a harsh statement to make, no one could really back this up for me. It is really tough to have um, capitalism without poverty. If that is in the DNA of our country, we are a capitalist society. We also have to accept that there is going to be poverty. So we can work on it, right? And that's an excuse. We can legislate it away. We can do all that. Or we can get on the ground floor and we can help this little girl that I was talking about and maybe her family and her community. But more than likely, it's it's not going to go away. If they're in the context of unhealthiness, if they're in the context of um, shootings or whatever it might be, it's it's not going to go away by focusing on the community around it, right? There's something larger we have to do. Well, we had a great conversation about this. And here's what we decided. We just said, hey, because capitalism is in the system, we're always going to have poverty. We can't take away poverty. Now, we can make life better for this little girl. We can make life better for a family, maybe for, um, you know, friends. But we can't take away poverty. So then we related that back to the situation, Uvalde, the massacre. How do we think about this from a systems perspective? We ended up writing out all the different dimensions that go into a school mass shooting. Mental health was one of those. Um, Public safety reform, gun reform, state laws, federal laws, you know, mental health screen. I don't know if I said that already. So we looked at all the potential areas that this, you know, that maybe this wouldn't have had to happen. This horrific massacre. And here's what we came to find in the DNA of the United States of America is the Second Amendment. So I need to say, if you don't know what it means, then go look it up. It is so intertwined in the fabric of who this country is to think that we're going to get rid of the Second Amendment uh, is really to think incorrectly. And so it came down to the end of this conversation. And this is what I'm talking about, the blessings and maybe I should say the blessing and the curse, the blessing and the sadness of system thinking is this. The blessing of it is it, it's a mental model and it helps us think better. And I'm telling leaders all the time, we need to think from systems perspective. Stop blaming one person, one situation, one component of the system. You have to look at the entire system. The problem is when you look at the entire system and you look at it from an educated perspective, what you begin to see is, oh, my goodness. The reality is when you see from a systems perspective, you see... Um, Okay, maybe this can't be solved. And that's what we saw yesterday. This this idea of poverty in the United States and this idea of gun violence, you know, gun violence and school massacres. When when you looked at it from a, a system perspective, you realized at the very core in the United States DNA is number one, the Second Amendment and capitalism. Those two aspects of our country, and I'm not here to debate those. I am a capitalist at heart. I want to make that clear. I struggle with this this desire to go be a free market society type of a person, but I'm also studying right now open society with George Soros, and and I think in the next few months I'll have a better idea of what, what my philosophy and all that is. But what we can say is simply this, when it comes to poverty and gun violence, Two issues that are taking down our country in so many in so many ways. Two 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 issues that are really impacting our country, and yet what we're saying is that hey, we're a capitalist nation. We're going to have rich people. We're going to have people that are uber rich. We're going to have people who are uber poor. That's just the nature of the beast. And hey, we're also a Second Amendment company or a Second Amendment United or a Second Amendment country, which might mean that some of the collateral damage that we're going to have to deal with is 
uh, having, uh, uh, you know, uh, massacres that take place in our schools. And how damn depressing is that? And yet I walked away from our class last week and I said, you know, this is why this isn't going to work out. This is why we're going to continue to struggle with this. Because when you think from a systems perspective, systems perspective, you're able to get to the heart of the issue and you're able to see that maybe some things are not solvable. So this is this is kind of a podcast episode where I'm just I'm kind of ranting a little bit here because I just can't stop thinking about this situation in Uvalde and there's so much blame to go around. What an absolute nightmare. What an awful situation. These poor kids, these parents. And, and, you know, as we start hearing about the fact that this shooter was in the building for 40 minutes before anybody breached, can you imagine the pain and the suffering and the sadness and the fear that was going through everyone's all these kids, all their minds in their, you know, what their last few moments on earth, and they had to live it in abject fear. The the teachers knowing that they were helpless against this. From what I'm understanding, I'm reading that that when an AR-15 hits somebody, it it destroys bodies. It's not like a natural, it's not like a normal gunshot wound. That's my understanding. It destroys. My understanding is some of these kids were so unrecognizable. That's why they had to use DNA samples. This is unbelievable. In 40 minutes, someone's going to have to answer to that. But we can't just blame that. We also have to look at the issue that an 18-year-old kid was able to walk in and purchase an AR-15. How does this happen? We also have to look at the fact that these cops were so scared that they couldn't breach a door. I got locked out of my house one time. I breached, I breached, quote unquote, my door within five minutes to get inside to get to my refrigerator. Are you kidding me? 40 minutes to breach a door and it had to be unlocked? You couldn't push through that with over 100 people, 100 law enforcement officers on site? And then find out it was the Border Patrol that walks in there and that they're the ones who had to get the job done? And there's so many open doors in that school, Right? the blessing and the curse of systems thinking. You begin to see it for what it really is. You begin to see situations for what they are and begin to realize that maybe not all these situations can be improved upon. And that's really sad. But it's a good thing about systems thinking. It helps us to be able to see it. You know, again, there's a lot of people, I don't understand this. They're getting on, you know, on, on, on Twitter and they're just blaming le- legislation. Yes, I think we need better legislation. However, I don't think that legislation is the only thing, unless you're talking about getting rid of guns. But as one of our law enforcement officers said in the class the other day, if you try to do that in this country, you will create a civil war like you've never seen before. There's no way. It is so entrenched in who we are as a country. We weren't thinking ahead. One of my students made the comment, we were talking about how it's constitutional, the Second Amendment, and one of my students made the comment, well, wasn't the Constitution written with a feather? And the point they're trying to make is that, come on, we can't overturn this thing? 
Well, it takes 75% from what I understand, 75% of the states have to ratify it for it to change. And you know, that's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Oklahoma, Indiana, where I live, or not live, but, but, but where I was raised, it's just not going to happen. So systems thinking tells us because of capitalism, there is poverty because of our, our, our need for the Second Amendment. Collateral damage states that there will probably be more massacres that happen in our country. Because we're more concerned about our own individual freedoms rather than the community and our kids. I don't have much else to say on this. The beauty and the blessing of systems thinking. I hope that you will join me. And again, I've said this before on the podcast. Thoughts and prayers are not enough. Just not enough. But as a person of faith, it's something that I can give and something I will give. So if you have the same beliefs I do, or if you're of a spiritual nature, I hope that you will join me in sending as many positive thoughts, courageous thoughts, peaceful thoughts, and as many prayers as we can to these beautiful people in Uvalde because they have a long, long, long road ahead of them. And more than likely, this isn't going to be the end. More than likely, we're going to see it again. Systems failure at its finest. This is not how I wanted to leave the week, but you know what? This is heavy. It's real. And one of the things I said about this leadership podcast, it's not going to be like the other leadership podcast out there. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not ragging on them. But when the world is going through massive pain and they're still talking about three ways to have better meetings, I don't understand that. I do not understand that. I want this to be a leadership podcast where we can talk about leadership issues and we don't shy away from the tough subjects. So I hate to leave this heavy, but that's where we're going to leave it. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. For those of you who have kids, hug your kids even tighter. Love your kids even longer. Make sure they know how valued they are, how loved they are. I'll see you next week for three more episodes of the Prof. JC Leadership Podcast. Take care. listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this three times every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to my podcast, the Prop JC Leadership Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart.com, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get your episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.